Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally, your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life, and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Hi, Brianna Greenspan. Hi, beautiful. How are you? I am so good. Welcome to the Balanced Beautiful Abundant Show. I am so excited to have you on the show. You are one of my dream guests because you are such a stand for being balanced and beautiful and abundant in the world. And you don't even know me, but I've been starting my day with you for the past three months so you're kind of like a celebrity in my eyes you know how when you watch a tv show and the people are like in your living room so you feel like you know them so well oh my gosh you're so cute (laughs) yeah so I feel like you know you're like my wake-up sister we're like you know we have like bunk beds or twin beds and we wake up every morning and we have this great conversation about how to set our intention for the day and you're part of my morning ritual. So I'm so excited to have you on the Balanced Beautiful Abundant Show. Let me tell my audience a little bit about you. So Brianna Greenspan is an illness advocate, a mentor for teens and young adults, and an author. She is a genetic consultant at a genetic testing company in Houston, Texas. And since being diagnosed with Ehlers-Danlos, is that how you say it? Yeah. Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, a genetic connective tissue disorder, Brianna has been using the power of positive affirmations and powerful mindset shifts. She is the founder of the Clubhouse Room, Miracle Morning, based on the book by Hal Arad. So if you're on Clubhouse and you want to check out an amazing room, I just wish it was a little little later in the day because I'm on LA time. I just catch usually the last half hour of it at 6.30. 
this room is amazing. It's so positive. And I want to find out how, how did you decide to start this room? What was the impetus? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thanks so much. And I love that you spend the mornings with us. It's such a beautiful space. And every single day it happens from five to 7 a.m. Pacific time. And, you know, what was the impetus? Well, I'm going to have to take you back because I have been doing the miracle morning for the last 13 years like literally over a decade. And for anyone who's not familiar, The Miracle Morning was created by my dear friend, Hal Elrod, when he researched what the most successful people do with their time. How are they so successful? And what he learned is that like the majority of the most successful people attribute their success to being early risers. They say, we get up early. And so Hal wanted to know, like, what are these people doing when they get up early? And what he learned is that there were so many different habits or rituals or modalities that that people were claiming were their key to success, yet the six most popular categories were silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. And so he thought to himself, what if, instead of just choosing one, what if he did all six? And that's literally how like he catalyzed the Miracle Morning concept for himself. Then he came to you know six or ten of his besties, um, including myself, back in 2008, and said, "Hey, I'd like you to try this thing." And I was like an absolute heck no, like no, thank you, <laughs> thank you very much, but no, thank you. And we had this beautiful conversation where he really challenged a lot of my core beliefs, where. Um, I I grew up with a pretty intense chronic illness, as you mentioned. And so like my morning time, I spent a lot of time suffering. I'd wake up, it would hurt to breathe. I'd have a lot of symptoms. I'd have a lot of like mental not niceness happening. And he, and I gave him a lot of pushback and said like, here are all the reasons why I'm a no. And he basically said, what if you changed the way that you showed up to your own life and it changed the outcome that you had? And that was really powerful because I had just learned to walk again. He had learned to walk again. He wrote this beautiful book called Taking Life Head On that nobody knows about because now he's world famous for the Miracle Morning. But this book, Taking Life Head On, I really resonated with it because I was just starting to figure out how to take life head on. And so when he said, I want you to try the Miracle Morning for a week and come back to me, you know, I... I wasn't really even familiar with mindfulness or affirmations or visualization. Like in school, like clearly I knew what reading was. I clearly knew what exercise was. I clearly knew what like writing was. But like the first three, I just didn't even have a frame of reference. And so this was like a completely new um, uh, concept for me, morning routines and consistent morning routines and adding in things that I never thought about. I was never really like a good reader or a writer or like and movement was very hard. And so I just started with like a little bit of practices. And in that first day, I had this beautiful epiphany that if I did some version of positive habit stacking, I'd never spend another 24 hours in bed or in a hospital or in you know aggressive amounts of complications and pain ever again. 
And so on like day one, I became like super fan, like how this is the best ever. Everyone should know about this. I started telling people all across the world, like literally everybody who would ask me like, you're glowing. I can't believe how strong you are. I went on to end up retiring my neck brace. I retired my handicap placard. I retired all Western medication. And through each of those like retirements of things that didn't serve me anymore, I continued to do the miracle morning. And um, Hal was always, I've always been like dear friends with him and an advisor and like support squad member, like number one cheerleader of the Miracle Morning. And, you know, he'd always ask me, when are you going to have a more forward facing, uh, when are you going to use your voice more, when are you going to have a more forward facing space, like position that you step into? Because I was always like the whisperer of insights to him and others. And I loved being in the back row, yet... Um, something transpired in November of last year, November of 2020, that really helped me to come off of mute and to really start to be a bigger leader than I already was. I was already a leader to leaders, but a leader in general in my everyday life, I was constantly a no to a podcast, constantly a no to a speech, constantly a no to anything where I'd be talking to more than one person at a time. And... um, yeah, but so what, like something happened in 2020, and from there, when Hal asked me if I would be interested in, you know, taking over his podcast when he went on sabbatical or holding uh, consistent miracle mornings on Clubhouse, I just said yes, and then it transpired into the space that you and I hang out in. Wow! So it started in November of 2020. Yeah, in in November of 2020, I started doing these one-off rooms, and then I get started gaining some confidence in December, and then in January, um, I did three. I did a room on a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then on Wednesday, somebody said, this room totally transformed my life. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. And I said, what's tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) And they said, you know, the room, right? And I went, oh, sure. (laughs) And we've been doing it ever since. So ever since then, you've been doing it every day? Yes, for now 210 days. Wow, that's incredible. So when you started doing the room on Clubhouse, was there like only, was there a time where there were only like less than five listeners and then it slowly built or was it always like hugely popular? So there was never a time where it was just like five listeners, but it was definitely a growth process. There was like 20, then 50, then 100, then hundreds, and then, you know, it's gone through ebbs and flows. And now each day, because it's two hours, you know, um, a couple hundred to a couple thousand people join the room, depending upon the topic, depending upon, you know, Clubhouse's new algorithm. But it's really beautiful because I get to meet people like you each and every day that say, hey, I tune in whenever I can and it makes a big impact. And that's really the whole point. How do we elevate our own consciousness individually and collectively? I love it because when you, when I wake up, I don't want to put anything negative in my head. Like a lot of people wake up and they check the headlines on their cell phone or they go to the news and it's really how you start your day determines the type of day you have. So I love that I found your room because it's all about affirmations and you ask these poignant questions and you're setting such a great intention for the day. It kind of gets my mind on the positive and I just love starting my day. So what 
it's called the SAVERS, right? That's an acronym for what you do in the morning. So which SAVER came the easiest for you? Mm. Well, if I were to be honest, exercise came the easiest because I've been in physical therapy the majority of my life. And so I just kind of inserted physical therapy in that exercise spot, which I already was doing every day. And so I was like, okay, I'll just do it earlier. That seems like a good idea. Um, and then from a mental perspective, affirmations definitely came naturally to be because right around the time that I was starting to um, take on the Miracle Morning, I was learning a lot about um, personal development and it, like empowering statements. And I was just starting to learn about limiting beliefs and shifting the conversations that we have in our head. And affirmations are like step one in positive self-talk and so I really recognized that as I was releasing the I can'ts I won'ts I'll nevers that limiting belief conversation I was inserting I can I will when will I that empowering conversation and so I am statements like affirmations really um, clicked I wouldn't say they came so naturally but they really clicked they made sense how do you come up with affirmations? Do you do a new one every day, every week, every month? How do you come up with them? Oh, there's so many ways. There's so many ways. Well, first of all, I have a coloring book. Um, I have a coloring book. It's called The Miracle Morning, Art of Affirmations. And the whole thing is filled with positive affirmations. Um, and so sometimes I use affirmations from the book um, and then I add a journaling prompt onto it. Like I'm ready and committed to make this my best year ever. What are you ready and committed to do in order to make it your best year ever? And how can your miracle morning savers help you with that? So like those types of affirmations and journaling prompts really come easily. Sometimes they come from songs. So like today was, it's a great day to have a great day. Um, how does your miracle morning practice help you to have a great day? Prime you to have a great day. And that came from a Michael Franti song, um, called it's a great day to have a great day and so sometimes it comes from songs i get inspiration sometimes it comes from a conversation that i'm having with someone um someone the other day uh, a friend of mine and i were talking about like what are the keys to being in your, your most empowered self and how do you become an empowered leader and so then i had a an affirmation about empowerment because during our conversation i crafted an affirmation for them and then I thought, oh, that's great. I should use that. Um, and so it kind of just depends. But my, my natural go-to is to listen to and consume information and content that are going to help me to stay in a high vibration. And so those type, like shows on Gaia or music that's curated, we have a special playlist called The Miracle Morning mindset and motivation playlist on spotify uh, it's free anyone can access it but it has over 24 hours of music that i specifically have curated because i don't listen to anything that makes me feel bad about myself or makes me think not nice things about other people and there's a lot of music that kind of 
brings us to a place of of shame or guilt or blame or apathy or anger or fear and so i i really try to listen to and consume things that are going to bring me into a state of love or gratitude or courage or neutrality or joy and oftentimes the things that i'll listen to will inspire an affirmation or will inspire a journaling prompt and whether it's a journaling prompt or an affirmation i'll write an affirmation if i've you know thought of a journaling prompt or i'll write a journaling prompt if i've thought of an affirmation do you come up with a new affirmation every day or do you read several every day I come up with a new one every single day and a new journaling prompt every single day. And, you know, I've just started to think about, you know, what would it look like to recycle some of them? Like, um, in terms of setting intentions for the month, you know, we could do that one once a month. Gratitude is one of my favorites. So, you know, we could do that every six weeks or so. And so, especially if people listen consistently, I'm constantly hearing from people, oh, I've been listening for the last three months. I want to make sure that um, we're, we're really digging deep and we're, you know, in a space where we can learn from each other every day and not having people just regurgitate something just to like hold space. And so I definitely try to like make sure that there's something new and interesting and engaging as often as possible. I love how you say in the room we're crowdsourcing wisdom. What does that mean to you? That's yes, a- we are crowdsourcing wisdom. You know, crowdsourcing wisdom is one of my favorite terms. I learned it from my dear mentor, John Berghoff, who is an appreciative inquiry facilitator. And I have been trained under him um, through the appreciative inquiry methodology. And that's really a search for the good. It's a search for the best of what was, what is, and what could be. It's a strengths-based approach to life. And so we're getting super curious about what's working. I don't want to know the problems that you have. I want to know the strengths that you have. I don't want to know about, you know, the bad, the ugly. I want to know about the good. I want to know about the beautiful. I want to know about the abundant opportunities, not the lack that we can often search for. And so when I say crowdsourcing wisdom, we're identifying what's working for each other. What is actually supporting us? We're crowdsourcing wisdom surrounding morning routines. That's what the room is all about. And so what works for you and what works for me may be totally different, but something that's working for you, I may totally resonate with and say, oh my gosh, I'm going to take that on because I heard it and I resonated with it. And so we're literally looking for what's working in everybody's lives surrounding morning routines so that people can figure out if they don't have a morning routine, what do they want to add in? And if they do have a morning routine, what do they want to amplify or double down on or add in? Um, and so it's it's a search for the best of what's working within each of us. I love that. So tell my audience what SAVER stands for. I know you already said what the miracle yeah. but SAVERS is a great way to remember it. So why don't you go ahead and explain that? The life SAVERS. They stand for silence or meditation affirmations or positive self-talk, visualization or vision boards, exercise or some kind of movement, reading or some kind of learning, inscribing or some kind of journaling. And there is a kid's version. We call it CHARMS. It stands for creativity, health, affirmations, reading, meditation, and service. And the best part about the Miracle Morning is like you can literally start with any amount of time. So I often, you know, 
presents people to the possibility of starting with six minute savers. That's what we call it. Now, you could either do one minute of each of those. So one minute of silence, one minute of affirmations, one minute of visualization, one minute of exercise, one minute of reading, one minute of journaling, or you could choose to do six minutes of meditation or six minutes of exercise. I know people that do six minutes of exercise. They walk around the block and they listen to six minutes of an audiobook or a TED talk and that's it. And you know, they're building up. And so anything that we do consistently to support ourselves is literally perfect. Exactly what it, exactly how it is. And so whether you, you know, want to start with six minutes or start with some other allotment of time, the, the number one key to success is figuring out what works for you and then doing it as often as possible. So, you know, for me, my miracle morning looks different. Some days it's only 20 minutes, some days it's two hours, and some days it's some version in between. But that's great. You know, whatever is possible for me to fill up my own cup is better than nothing. Absolutely. I love it that you can customize it for your schedule and your day because not everybody has time to spend two hours on everything. So how many minutes do you spend on visualization and can you give my listeners a good technique for visualizing? Yeah. So, you know, visualization, it depends on what's going on. So if I am, if I wake up and I'm feeling really unwell, I start to visualize my strength. If I wake up and I'm feeling strong, I visualize the success of the day. If I want to go a little bit deeper, like, because in my miracle morning, every morning I ask myself, what is it that's going to serve me at the highest level right now? And if some, if my intuition says, oh, you need to move your body. Okay, then I go and do that. If my intuition says, oh, you need to visualize a lot, then I, my visualization is longer. Every day, I definitely look at my vision boards. And so I have vision boards and I'm constant, constantly visualizing what are the action steps that I need to take today that are gonna move the needle on these things that are on this board becoming a reality. And so, you know, like I have bikes on this vision board and I'd never ridden a bike yet this just this past summer, I went to Colorado and I was with with some friends and they were all going to go on this bike ride that was really scary for me and it was kind of normal for them. And I, I became a yes person to this thing that was scary that was on my vision board because I knew that one, I affirm my strength every day, and two, I exercise in a way that I can make myself stronger, and three, I knew that it was something that I was waiting to accomplish. And so every day I ask myself, what are the conditions? What are the things that I need to say yes to in order to move myself closer to these things that are on my vision board? Separately from visualizing the success of the day, visualizing my strength. You know, if you have like a really, you know, important conversation you need to have, visualize the outcome of that conversation if you have a really you know like if you're looking to run a 5k or you're looking to have you know a meaningful conversation with your spouse or you're looking to you know accomplish a new uh like get, take on a new hobby like learn to play a song on the guitar just visualizing those feelings that you'll feel when you've accomplished it visualizing that actual outcome and getting into a state where 
you know that that's a real possibility versus like, that's not possible, like over there. And like, that's crazy. That would never be possible in my world. And so just getting yourself into a state where you've opened yourself up to possibilities that weren't there before. I love that because our body doesn't know that it's not happening. Our body feels all the responses, the excitement, the bliss, the happiness, the ecstasy, whatever it is, the nervousness or even the anger if you think of something dark, you know, your body doesn't know. And it's it's just amazing what can happen if you visualize. So if somebody's new at visualization, how many minutes is a good amount to start with? I'd start with one minute. (laughs) Like, honestly, just like one minute of visualizing the success of the day. And if you want to make a vision board, I'd start with, I think there's, there's not, I think I know there are free resources at the Miracle Mornings website, tmmbook.com. And there's tons of free resources there. One of them is a wheel of life activity. And this is a really powerful activity because you get to identify where you are in your life in all the different aspects. So where you are in your spirituality, where you are in your relationships, where you are in your health, where you are in your finances, et cetera, et cetera. And then you get to identify where you want to be. What would it look like if you were at a level 10 in each of these areas? And then your vision board is literally a representation of what would life look like if you were at a level 10 in these specific areas. But if you make a vision board without identifying where you are and where you want to go, we often just put things like this fancy house and this big diamond and this, you know, whatever, these accolades that we think that we want that aren't actually the things that we want that will bring us this balanced and beautiful and abundant lifestyle. And that's really what we're all searching for, that balance and finding the beauty within the balance and calling in the abundance within that balance. That's funny. In my coaching, I don't call it a wheel of life, but I call it the seven pillars of abundance because people think abundance is just financial. But there's seven pillars. There's spirituality, which includes a morning practice, which is why the Miracle Morning is totally part of the seven pillars. Fitness, emotional health, romance, mental, social, financial. Those are the seven pillars of abundance. And we get to be a level 10 in all of them. And it's impossible to always be a level 10, but that's why it's exciting because you kind of get to evaluate and see what you're deficient in you can come up with an affirmation and give that area a little love but it's a great holistic way to look at life so yeah I definitely want to check out the wheel Um, so make sure you email me if you would the website and all the cool things that you've been referring our listeners to so they can check that out that sound amazing so which of the savers is the most challenging for you well It's definitely scribing. Mm -hmm. I'm not a scriber. And so, you know, journaling comes in many forms. I have a high performance planner. I have a five minute journal. You know, sometimes I leave myself voice notes and I have them transcribed. But journaling is really something that like putting pen to paper is something I definitely have struggled with for many years. And so, you know, just doing one minute of journaling, I'm very proud of myself. Answering a prompt of the day, I'm very proud of myself. And so I know a lot of people that do something called morning pages, and I've done it before. And it's like, just put your pen to your paper and you just write for three pages, no matter what, do not stop. And 
you know, the things that come up haven't necessarily been the things that I've really been the most proud of. And so that's one of the reasons why I like having a, a prompt of the day in the, in the Miracle Morning Clubhouse room, because the answers that come up when we answer a, que- a powerful question are very different than whatever thoughts that you have, just write until you're on page three. And so for me, scribing has definitely been the most difficult, yet I've found many ways around that by answering questions like, what am I grateful for? What would make today great? What are my affirmations of the day? You know, answering the prompts of the day. The, the High Performance Planner has like 15 different questions and they're all pretty interesting that, that are very thought provoking about, you know, who I am, who I choose to be and how I want to show up each day. The High Performance Planner is by who? I think it's by Brendan Bouchard. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because he has high-performance stuff. That's Yeah. But you should write a journal, because you've come up with all these amazing journal prompts on the clubhouse that I think people would really benefit by. Have you ever thought about that? Funny you should say that. Uh, I am working on a journal right now for the principals, specifically for them to be able to use them in their faculty meetings once a week with their uh, staff to ask these powerful questions. Yeah, they're, they're really powerful. So how does the Miracle Morning change based on your energy level? Because you're recovering from, it sounds like, I don't want to discuss it in too much detail because I know you're on the other side of it or recovering from it, but it sounds like it can be pretty debilitating. Yeah, I mean, I won't say that I'm recovering. I'll say that I'm in a different space. Um, You know, like there have been times that I've had a seizure during the room or thrown up like in the middle of the room. Like there have been times that I've definitely had episodes during the room. And there's been times that I've had episodes like all night long or like, you know, whole days that I've had like a lot of challenges because... um, it's just part of life. Everybody gets knocked down. Yet the miracle morning has been this amazing staple in my life because it's taught me that it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. It's about how you pick yourself back up, how quickly you pick yourself back up, what tools that you have in each moment that you can you know, really bring in. And so there's a lot of times that just the other night I was <laughs> really suffering and you know I brought in my mindfulness practice I brought in my affirmations I brought in you know so many different practices that we talk about in the room but they're really present in my life you know when I choose for them to be present and when I need them the most and so that it's one of the things that I'm the most grateful for because the truth is when I was younger Nobody ever taught me about these practices and how I could bring them in, in, in times where I'm like really knocked down. It was just like, oh, you're not feeling well. Well, you don't have to go to school. Here's some ice cream. Let's go to the doctor. Like, here's some more medicine. And that, that wasn't actually the answer that my body needed. And like, I was too young and, and like, I just wasn't aware of what my body was trying to tell me. Hey, change the food that you're eating, change the environment that you're in, focus on your breath, focus on your thoughts, you know, really show up in a completely different way. Oh, you're having an episode. Well, what physical therapy can you use right now in order to help yourself? Like, what are the things that are readily available? And 
you know, I didn't know about any of these practices to heal ourselves naturally and to be our strongest selves, yet most of which are free and readily available, um, but they do take effort. And so, you know, I'd say I'm still in it, but I'm as strong as I, I could possibly be because I'm now searching for um, what can help me with whatever I experience. And that's part of what I do during reading for many years when I was not as strong, I would read and, and crowdsource. What are people doing that have my issues? What are the things that they're saying are working to eliminate or to shorten the duration of a symptom? And I started to meet thousands of individuals that had similar or the same issues. And I'd find things that worked that I'd never heard of. And, you know, some I'd implement, some I'd, you know, put in my toolbox, some I'd discard because they didn't resonate with me. But that's why I love crowdsourcing because somebody out there is going through something similar or the same thing and they've found an answer. And if they can share that answer with you, it could easily, easily shorten the amount of anguish and pain that people are in. Beautiful. Yeah, because we're all connected. So that, that totally makes sense. So let's talk about the reading saver. Do you time yourself? Does it have to be self-help? Can it be fiction? Let's talk about your reading practice. You do it every morning no matter what. If you're running late, do you read something for a minute? Like, What does the reading practice look like for you? Yeah, reading is different every single day. Sometimes it's an audiobook, sometimes it's a TED Talk, sometimes it's a physical book, sometimes it's like this the Kindle thing. Um, it just depends. And if I'm not, it, like sometimes I only get in like four of the savers and not all six. And in those times, I just make sure that I'm able to incorporate the rest of the savers that I might have missed, so to speak, in my day. And, you know, I definitely... I'm searching for the wins, and so if I had the opportunity to do nothing, but I showed up for myself and I did four or five of the practices, that's a win. If I had the opportunity to do nothing and I did one practice, that's still a win. And so with reading, I, I, the only, like the only rules and boundaries surrounding reading is do not read anything that's going to put you in a lower state of consciousness. And so do not, do not, do not decide like, oh, I'm going to just read Facebook or I'm going to read the news. No, that is not the type of reading we're talking about. You want to read a fiction book? Great. You want to read a research paper? Great. You want to like read a personal development book? Great. You want to like read some cool article about some discovery in Tibet? Great. <laughs> but like, don't read something that's going to trigger you to like have a day that you're not looking to have. Wait, wait. If you need to read those types of things, just wait. And so, you know, reading is a funny thing. And... I often will listen to an audiobook while I'm on the elliptical or while I'm going on a walk or, you know, I will watch a TED talk while I'm doing something or I'll list or, or I'll read a physical book while sitting outside. But, you know, I make sure that the content isn't going to inhibit my ability to stay focused on what matters most, which is me showing up as my most aligned self. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So, you are a genetic disorder, um, what is it, a genetic? I'm a genetics consultant, yes I am. So, it sounds like you're a coach though, because you you say you're advising all these leaders and you were always in the background and now you want to be a leader. So, 
Are you also a part-time life coach, or are you talking about what you do as a genetic uh, consultant? Yeah, you know, I am. I'm kind of a coach. I'm stepping more into that role. There, I, I, for a lot of years, I stopped taking clients, and I just advise certain people, certain circumstances, and then I definitely have mentored uh, kids and teens with chronic and terminal illness as a coach for many years. Um, yet, my like my professional role, I'm a genetics consultant. Um, as a collaborator with the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Disease. So we work on an allergic disease. Like, think all the people with EpiPens that also have chronic illnesses. I serve those people. Um, And then there's a lot of spaces where I am a coach, and so I do a lot of facilitation surrounding mindset and motivation, mostly like group facilitation. Someone will bring me in to a company or to their faculty meeting or to their team meeting or whatever, and I will um, facilitate something for them. So is it leadership coaching or in the realm of genetic disorders and kids? Yeah, a lot of leadership coaching. In the realm of genetic disorders, that's personal coaching. And then um, for, for my job job, that's like we do a lot of crowdsourcing wisdom and publishing research and like figuring out how we can best serve this patient population. But I, that, I'm, not, I'm not coaching in that space. Although I do support the patients that call me and they often ask me if they can hire me and I don't. I'm, I say that they can join our radio show. <laughs> you separate it. You separate your life coaching from your genetic consulting. Yeah. So there's always the question, nature versus nurture, right? So these practices are very powerful. They're life-changing. You've healed yourself from a chronic illness. How, how does the role of genetics versus doing these mind-altering, you know, physically altering mindset affirmations and practices How do those two work together? Can someone overcome their genetics or are they to a certain extent, you know, in that paradigm of what their genetics are? There's a spectrum. I've met a lot of people that have overcome their genetic situations. I've also met a lot of people that haven't overcome their genetic situations yet have really changed the space that they were once in. And so whether you're someone who um, is just looking to feel a little bit more joy in their in your life. Whether you're someone who is looking to radically transform your, the possibilities that are available, you know, showing up for ourselves each and every day is definitely one of the most readily available opportunities for us to support ourselves. Whether you have a chronic illness, whether you have a terminal illness, you know, how. Um, he was hit head on by a drunk driver and died at the scene. They, they, they said that he would never walk again when he woke up from the coma. And he said, respectfully, I disagree. And they, they literally said to his parents that he's not understanding the severity of his symptoms. And he said, no, no, that's not it. If I'm going to be in a wheelchair the rest of my life, I'll be the happiest guy in a wheelchair ever. Just don't tell me that the day I wake up from a coma that it's my only option. At least let me try and walk. And if I fail, then I fail. But like the Miracle Morning opens up a world of possibilities that weren't there before to someone with a chronic or terminal illness. And so, you know, I'm not going to say that the Miracle Morning willed my really intense situation away, but I will say that it's given me the tools to manage the symptoms that come up in a way that I no longer have a neck brace. 
I no longer have consistent surgeries. I no longer end up in emergency rooms or having visits to, you know, consistent specialists all the time. I'm no longer taking plethoras of medications. Yet instead, I've added in lots and lots and lots of different therapies and modalities and practices to support what I do experience. That's amazing. So you said that you've turned away. I'm, I'm sure you need it in a pinch. Everybody does Western medicine and you're focused more on alternative health. So what are some of the practices that have really helped your condition? Yeah, so there's so many things like craniosacral therapy and biofeedback, neurofeedback, physical therapy, aqua therapy, myofascial release. They've all been pivotal. Uh, And there are so many other practices, the miracle morning, meditation, visualizations, affirmations, like literally just changing the conversation in your head from I'm sick to I'm strong. And then actually believing that that's 10% of the battle right there. Wow. Adding in hydration when we wake up, right there, that's 5% of the battle. And knowing that every single practice that you add in is going to help you between 1% and 5% on average. And so it's not like, oh, I added in this thing and I didn't really see an improvement. But like, it's stacking. That's why the Miracle Morning is six different practices. Like, maybe each of them is going to move the needle 1%. That's 6% improvement. Maybe each of them is going to move the needle 5%. That's 30% improvement. If you add in things like hydration, that's another... Fi- it's like, so there's, there's an ability to stack uh, the game in our favor, but we weren't taught this. And so it's, you know, it's very confusing when people say... Like, oh, go have that fast food and watch this Netflix movie. No big deal. You don't feel well. Well, when I don't feel well, instead of sitting and staring at something, I actually need to move my body. I need the foam roller. I need to do some physical therapy. I need some hydration. The first thing my fiance says is like, how much water have you had? Oh, it's been two hours. How much water have you had? Have you had your electrolytes? Have you had your vitamins? Yes. it's, It's not rocket science, but we have to put in the effort. I love what you said about waking up in the morning and we both have water and having water. I think that just that alone, waking up in the morning and I call it detox water, lemon water with some minerals or salt. It's such a great way to start your morning and it just flushes out your internal organs. I'm a big advocate of that. Yeah. You know, I actually call it detox water too and it'll have water. I just poured, I I have a whole thing of water over here and I pour it into this bottle. Um, so that I, because I, I, I struggle to hold things sometimes. And sometimes I like, so normally I have this like nice plastic water bottle that has the, it has, um, yeah, I know that, you you know what I'm talking about? And it actually like, it says, keep going. And it has like the time. So it's like 8am, 10am, and it's literally telling me like, I, how much I should have, how, how much I should have had to drink at each of these time frames, uh, but sometimes it's a little too heavy for me, and so I'll like pour it into here. But I, I have detox water, and it'll have lemon, some rock salt, and I'll even sometimes put charcoal in it. And it's just really important for us to alkaline our bodies and to hydrate our bodies. We're walking around so dehydrated, and then we eat things that don't make us feel good because we think we're hungry, but we're really just thirsty. I love it. I and electrolytes are people don't have enough salt. People are so scared of salt because we were told salt and fat is bad, but now we're being told salt and fat is good, right? In moderation. So it's yeah. interesting. Well, salt and like, I need lots of salt. Like, and that's one of the things that I constantly presence people to. 
hey, if the things that you're hearing aren't working for you, maybe you're not asking the right questions to the right people. Because the truth is, nothing works for everybody. So when we have these people that make blanket statements, like pharmaceutical companies, or like these pyramid of nutrition, or you know, all of these things that they say, this is for everyone, that's not true. I know people that need a lot of salt because they have an electrolyte deficiency. They need sodium, potassium, magnesium. And I know people that you know, are prone to kidney stones. So they actually need to be mindful of their salt intake. And so there's differences for every single person. Yet when we find out what works for us and we stay in that lane of this is what's working for me and this is what I'm going to consistently do because it's working for me, that's when we can really flourish. So I'm going to end with this question. We're going to go deep here. So I actually have a life-changing journal, which I have, I call it a God journal. I'd love to share it with you. And I've been doing it for 30 years and it's literally how to flip everything on its head. And one of the journal prompts is how the worst thing that happened to you is actually the best thing. Mm -hmm. So I would like to ask you that question about your chronic illness. How is having this chronic illness actually the best thing that ever happened to you? Oh, this is so good. This chronic illness has actually, it, it is the best thing that's ever happened to me because, and, and, I, and I could take it on, I could answer this question on a few different levels, but truthfully, from a, from a depth perspective, I grew up in an environment where the majority of the people around me were focused on things that, quite frankly, didn't really matter. And they, um, they weren't all about balance or beauty or abundance. And they were about ego and greed and vanity. And, you know, I don't know who I would have been if I didn't grow up with the amount of pain and complications that I grew up with. They helped me develop resilience and grit and tenacity and strength and really, really tap into a whole series of attributes that I may have uncovered, but I'm not sure. And so from that perspective, I'm so grateful for the strength that I've amassed. And then from a spiritual perspective, I've really learned that there's so much more out there. There's so much more that I don't know that I don't know, that I don't know where, where else I would have found that. And from a contribution standpoint, I am able to relate to and I'm relatable to so many individuals who are suffering. And the truth is, everybody's suffering from something physically, mentally, or emotionally, whether they, whether they acknowledge it or address it or not. Like, right. that's the real truth. And so I, having been born with a chronic illness, like I never stopped crying until I could talk. By the time I could talk, it was literally just like problem, ouchie, bobo. I was literally like always in the doctor's office for another situation. And I was, oh, I was such a headache to my mom because she never got a break. It was like, oh, this thing, oh, this thing. Oh, what's happening there? Like what, <laughs> what? And it was, it was um, so grounding to know that this was happening to teach me something. Right. You know, and when I recognized that every single thing I experience is a lesson and something that I meant to learn in order to show up in 
spaces of contribution, then it all kind of clicked. And I said to myself, you know, like whatever I'm meant to feel, whatever I'm meant to experience in order to be of service, then that's that's what I've chosen in my life path prior to me even being around. And so I love that. And you are so of service. And, you know, we get to find the blessings in the mess, right? That's where the blessings are. And nobody ever said that life would be easy, but it's worth it. And it's so inspirational. I had no idea. I was listening, like I said, to your Miracle Morning Room for three months. And I didn't know that you were suffering from chronic illness. And that that is where all this strength and spiritual substance came from. So I'm so glad I learned that about you today. That was very vulnerable to share that thank you so much so you're amazing i will be on the room tomorrow morning i might even text you so i can get a chance to share and how can my listeners stay in touch with you well, you guys can also join the Miracle Morning Mindset of Motivation Room on Clubhouse. I have an Instagram, Bree Green 1111. Um, I also have a website, If you, you know, like to bring the Miracle Morning to your school, like to bring the coloring book to some environment, like some kind of facilitation or coaching, um, you can check out my website there. And really, that's it. You know, I'm coloring book is for adults or kids, right? It is for adults or kids. It's it's like my best friend. I made it for myself and now it's like available for other people. But you know, it's so funny because when we talk about mindset, what we look at, what we look at and what we listen to are so incredibly important in how we have conversations with our own with ourselves and so I recognize like what's the quickest way to create a new neural pathway what's to read or say something 10,000 times so I started to put post-it notes and posters and all of these things all around my environment that presenced me to who I wanted to be I believe in my potential not in my past I'm ready and committed to make this my best year ever you know I am where I am because of who I was but where I go depends entirely on who I choose to be these types of affirmations you know, I wanted in my environment. And then eventually when I started supporting kids and teens with chronic illness, I realized that this isn't something that I was just simply struggling with. It's something that literally everybody is struggling with, the conversations in their head. And so I made a positive psychology workbook for people to create vision boards and to, you know, decorate their environment so that their subconscious could create that new neural pathway, one of strength, one of resilience, one of empowerment versus anything that's disempowered empowering so it's like my little best friend I love it (laughs) I love it we'll definitely drop the link I might even give some of my friends that coloring book for gifts it sounds so inspirational can you get it on Amazon or just through yeah of course of course it's available on Amazon and there's like a hyperlink tmmartofaffirmations.com we'll put it in the link below here and you can literally make the whole thing into a vision board it's so cute this is this is you know this is one of my favorite affirmations that came up when you asked me this question from your god journal there's nothing to fear because i cannot fail only learn grow and become better than i've ever been before and like that's really it every single thing is teaching us something if we choose to learn from the experiences that we're in and there's nothing to fear because the worst thing that'll happen is we'll learn something and God, what would life look like if we had no fear? That might be a good question for the room, right? Yeah. 
Absolutely. (laughs) That's actually a good question to end on to the listeners. So that is what I want you to take away with from this among many other inspiring things but what would your life look like if you had no fear so thank you so much everyone for listening on instagram tag a friend facebook tag a friend share it on someone's wall if you're listening to the podcast we would so appreciate if you take a screenshot of of this podcast on your iphone tag me and brianna on instagram we will give you yeah we need to do that too we'll give you a shout out on our stories and promote you and what you're doing and give you some love back give us a five-star review we appreciate the two minutes it takes to do that thank you so much for listening like the miracle morning the balanced beautiful abundant show it's a grassroots movement we don't have paid advertisers and we count on our beautiful wonderful listeners to share the message and share the love of these wonderful experts So thank you so much, everyone, for listening and being on the show. Thank you so much, Brianna, for your continued inspiration. You've created a movement. I don't know if you realize it. You probably do, but you are a movement maker, and that is a huge accomplishment. Your movement is going to go on and on and on, you know, way past either of our lives, and amazing you've left a huge imprint of you know of just love and light and positivity on planet earth and i'm just so inspired by you so i'm a huge fan thanks again for being on the show and i'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning in your room yeah absolutely you're such a blessing and it's an honor to be part of the miracle morning global movement and to hold space for people on clubhouse awesome thanks again Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing, can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant.